This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. How many sick days did you take this year? Toronto's Catholic elementary teachers took an average of 16 days. That's more than three weeks. And any teacher who was absent at least one day less than the average got a bonus day off. Well, teacher sick days have been much in the news lately, with Education Minister Liz Sandals getting into hot water for suggesting that some teachers may be taking advantage now that they can no longer bank sick days and exchange them for cash when they retire. So you can have your say, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. But first, we are going to talk to Anne Hawkins, President of the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association. Welcome, Anne. Thank you very much, Libby. Pleasure Thank you for joining you. us. Hello? Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, we're right on uh, Main Street, and we just had the fire trucks go by. Okay. It should be a bit quieter now. There we go. Okay. Um, so um, I, I gather uh, this is based on a uh, Toronto Star investigation that uh, you, teachers were going to be rewarded for taking less than the average number of sick days by getting an extra day off, but um, it doesn't look like it worked out that way. Okay, so can, can I just clarify sure. a few things first? Sure. Um, first, let me just make sure that everybody understands teachers have always acted responsibly when it comes to accessing their sick leave. Right. Um, they're professionals. Where do they want to be? They want to be in the classroom every single day teaching. Unfortunately, like everybody else, teachers get sick. And when they do get sick, they should be taking time off. The 16 days that was reported on is a totally inflated number. Mm-hmm. This is not reflective of the number of days on average that teachers are actually calling in sick for the flu or whatever other illness they're suffering from. So what is the correct number if that's incorrect? Oh, can, can I just sure. give you a little bit more information? Because the number also includes the days that teachers are off on short-term medical leave. So let's say, for example, they had a hip replacement or they had uh, some sort of surgery or if they're on maternity leave or if they're, God forbid, having to be out for cancer treatments. Um, that is all aggregated in. On reality, the sick leave data that we have for our members across the province shows that the average is nine days. Nine and days. our data shows that that average has been incrementally decreasing over the past few years. Okay. Nine so, days, by the way, is still about 30% more than most uh, people uh, get, but, but still. So, uh, so that 16 days is, is uh, high, you're saying? Absolutely. Uh, uh, is it teacher bashing if uh, people get annoyed when, uh, I mean, I think the crux of the problem is that at least in previous uh, contracts, uh, sick days are considered in some ways part of the compensation package. It, do you see that as a problem? 
Well, I, I don't see it as a problem. One, one of the things we have to look at is because um, there's been a lot of stuff out there, as you said, and I actually spoke to Minister Sandals, and she has acknowledged publicly that the comments she made were unfounded, and she did recognise that the numbers that were being put out there are unverifiable at this point in time. I, I'm going to go to your point. Uh, if you look comparatively at sick leave rates across various industries from Stats Canada, teachers take less on average sick day and disability days than people in the health industry, people in business, finance, administrative industries, as well as those in sales and service. The reality is um, there's been insinuations uh, that um, the timing on this, and I'm going to go to that, we signed our central agreement with these terms in it back in the fall. That agreement was shared with all our members and is posted on the government's website. So this is not a secret. Um, This has been public knowledge. The thing is, we have been engaging in local bargaining since the fall, and many of our units are currently meeting with school boards and employers, and these are issues that are actively being discussed at the bargaining table at this point in time. So having inaccurate and misleading stories coming out in the media at this time is really questionable, given the potential impact they can have on local negotiations. Yeah, but but in general, as a principle, I mean, there was a, a big case. Okay, so it used to be that teachers, and, and uh, I believe this was in another school board, uh, could bank their sick days and then get a cash payment when they retired. In, in 2012, uh, yeah. when the government, uh, when, we, when we ended up with the unfunded liability um, on this having sick bank days, um, that was used by the government that, as an unfunded liability. They asked to use this to reduce that and get rid of that liability for them. So those sick bank days, in fact, were taken away. And if you want to uh, look at some of the boards had unlimited access to sick leave days, some had a limit on them, but when that contract was signed, all of the sick bank days were taken away so that the government no longer had to deal with that unfunded liability. And instead they went to uh, a sick leave plan that includes 120 days um, of a short, uh, short-term leave plan, which actually is much more beneficial to teachers who are suffering from debilitating health issues, um, has, such as having to go for cancer treatments or having to deal with uh, musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal, I can never say that right, uh, d- diseases where they have to actually be out far more than the days that they were allocated, which prior to this was a 20-day limit. Okay, well, so I... They I... Now have, sorry, they now have 11 days plus 120, which is the bridge between a daily sick leave plan, because they no longer have that bank, to being able to qualify for a long-term disability. Exactly. That I, I get that. But what I'm saying is that... Uh, is it possible that because sick days um, were, before they were taken out, they were considered part of the compensation package, uh, is it possible that, that that leads to a certain kind of attitude or a certain kind of culture about it, that these are, these are days that are coming to you? Because the, the, the original report that the number of sick days went up since the possibility of banking them was taken away. Well, okay, so I'm going to go to the fact, and I believe the the comment that was used was the use it or lose it attitude. Right. Um, I I do not believe that is a pervasive attitude whatsoever. I've been teaching for uh, 40 years, Um, as in all uh, professions. 
um, you're going to have some people who take more sick days than others, and that's, a per- that's because of their own personal situation. But the majority of teachers I know, and that I, I represent 45,000 of them, want to be in the classroom teaching every single day. But they also appreciate having provisions that allow them to take the time they need to get well, even when they do get sick. So is it part of benefits and negotiations? Absolutely. But is that use it or lose it attitude pervasive out there? I don't, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your uh, perspective on that. We appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. And can I just say on a personal note sure. uh, for, your, for your courage, so, uh, because I, I have followed your career and uh, an amazing magazine. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate that very much. No problem, Lily. Thank you very much. Okay. So uh, we are, have time for one call before our break. We have Cheryl in Toronto. And Cheryl, you're a teacher. Occasional teacher. Occasional teacher, and yes? Um, I think part of the problem is teachers generally need more sick days. Um, They are exposed to so many different diseases. I mean, bugs run through schools like wildfire. Mm -hmm. Parents have to work. They send their kids sick. They um, they have, sorry, I lost my my train of thought. Um, A lot of parents don't give the kids flu shots, and teachers do catch everything. I think they changed that flu shot rule. I think that now uh, if you don't give your kid a flu shot, uh, they, they may not get into class. Um, not to my knowledge. I, at least some places. I believe I so, but I better check that. I'm with TDSB, and I don't think they, they do that yet. Okay, um, we'll check way, that. there's always kids in the classroom sick. Um, when I started teaching before the flu shot, I was always, always out sick. And you, you don't want the teacher in there spreading it as well. Absolutely not. So no. I'm, compared to most people, you're in an office setting, whatever, you're not coming into contact with, you know, 30 kids every day that, are, that are, shouldn't be there. I mean, you're cleaning up barf, you're helping kids, you're tending <laughs> to them, you're caring for them. It's just unavoidable. But do you think that there's a, a certain attitude, use it or lose it, I've got my sick days, I better take them? There's always going to be one or two, you know, the odd person that does that, but I haven't seen that as a whole I, it, I don't think it's the norm in TDSB at all. Okay, well, uh, I appreciate your perspective, and thanks so much for that. All right, thank you. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Cheryl. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now, and we will be back with more of your calls uh, and also another perspective on this. The numbers before we go to break, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about teacher sick days and your sick days. The number is 416-360-0740, And uh, in a minute, we're going to talk uh, to an HR, a human resources expert. But let's take one quick call before we do that. Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Oh, fairly good, I guess. Haven't got a cold right now, anyways. <laughs> Good. So, uh, what, what's your thought on these sick days? I kind of agree with that teacher. Like they're stuck in an environment where uh, they can't escape the germs, a sort of thing. Right. And uh, as we know, the parents will send the, the kids to school whether they're coughing or not. 
we all we can all be quite assured of that because they're not going to take a day off work to stay home with their kid. So um, they're trapped in that environment. And I can give you the uh, the other side of it. A company I work for, um, if you took one day off, you didn't get covered, eh? But if you take three days off, you were uh, you got full compensation pretty well. Now, uh, not everybody works in an environment where you're subjected to other people, sort of. And I was lucky enough that I could set up a schedule so I didn't have to see anybody. <laughs> I would have been quite, uh, no, come in contact, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, I was working kind of by myself if I wanted to. And uh, I was forced to take three days off when I might have been able to go back to work after one day. Uh, And as far as the banking of time, I would say that's like uh, Russian roulette. Now, if a teacher is lucky enough to wash her hands enough times and doesn't get a kit that comes in that coughs directly on her or doesn't have to clean up the mess for someone, uh, you know, a kid that's been sick, something like that, and uh, is able to escape uh, the different viruses or has got a, a better immune system, we don't all have the same immune system, obviously. Uh, If they can bank their times, I don't see any problem with that. Okay. So I think that system probably should have been left in place. Okay, well, it was costing, people were um, cashing out with... uh, Well, I mean, that's like... 10, uh, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars. I would put it this way, as long as that same teacher isn't coming into work sick and trying to cash in on, on that... I didn't see any problem with that. Okay. Well, but, thanks Thanks for your call, Ed. We have to go to uh, our expert who's been waiting patiently. Thank you, Ed. Okay. So Ed thinks banking sick days is fine. Um, we're now going to talk to Dr. Maurice Mazarol. He is an associate professor in the Department of Human Resources at the Ted Rogers School of Management. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Very well. Well, here at our company, uh, I believe we are allowed six sick days a year, and I think that's about standard for the private sector, is it not? It varies in the private sector depending on the industry, but yeah, sometimes the, the norm for a lot of companies is a day per month. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's the norm. Uh, so when you see sick days of some, uh, I worked for an organization that gave us a day and a half a month, 18, up to 18 days a year. Uh, so it varies. Six days seems a bit on the low side. Okay. I thought it was standard. No. Um, so uh, what do you think about uh, this, uh, you know, average of 16 days a year? It is an average when you take a lot of other things into account, and included in that is five days of personal time that they need for whatever dentist appointments and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, that's probably in the upper range. Mm-hmm. Um, to be quite fair. Uh, and again, you'll find most of the upper ranges in, in what I would call the public and quasi-public sectors, you know, from because in part because uh, they have high degrees of unionization. Right. And so they're able to negotiate better terms and conditions around sick leave and, you know, personal paid time off than in most organizations. Right. Uh, so what is the result of that? I mean, uh, I'm wondering, I mean, around here, there's almost this culture of, well, I only took two sick days this year, as opposed to uh, I'm going to use it or lose it. 
Yeah, I find that interesting, and I, I just saw uh, an article in one of, one of the papers today. There's this woman who's now 90 years old. She's been working for the same hospital in California for 70 years, and she's only missed four days in her entire 70 years of working at the hospital. Now, she's not in a nursing position. She's in a clerical function, but you can contrast that with a lot of situations today where you know, people, I think, after a period of time, see sick leave as just another benefit. It's like Bentol or anything else, and they want to use their benefit. They see it in part as an entitlement, unfortunately. And so they decide to use them. And when they changed the collective agreements a few years ago, uh, when they got rid of banking, for example, and banking was always thought of as actually um, a way of incentivizing teachers not to take unnecessary days off. And they used to call it, I worked, I used to negotiate uh, years ago with for the Ontario Hospital Association, and we had a provision in most collective agreements called Retirement Gratuity Allowance. That's what it was called. Yeah. But it was, it was unused sick days that you could, you could cash out upon retiring. Now, there was a cap on it up to six months of a year's salary. Uh, but that's still pretty high. Oh, no, no kidding. It was pretty high. But back then, it was when it first came into effect, uh, wages in hospital, these were mostly service workers, people pushing mops and cleaning floors and that sort of thing. Their rates weren't all that high. So they saw it as a way of, to do two things. One, to, um, uh, you know, to make sure that people, you know, didn't use a lot of sick days and created an incentive not to use them by allowing them to bank them. And third is a way of supplementing their retirement. That was the intent. Right. But does it create a bad culture? Uh, it, it can. Uh, it can create a bad culture in a couple of ways. One of the ways is what your previous caller was saying, and that is you know, people start dragging themselves into work when they really shouldn't be there because they're trying to bank that money. They're trying to make money at the end of their, you know, before they leave work. So I think a lot of people who should have stayed home probably didn't because they could then bank that time, right? Uh, and the other thing is it does kind of create this notion of entitlement to say, well, I'm owed 18 days or 15 days or whatever it is, and, and I, if I can't bank them, well, I'm going to use them. I'm going to spend them somehow. And I think that's what we're seeing. And, and it, it, it's also a divide, as you say, between the public sector and the quasi-public sector and the private sector. And people in the private sector um, have it tougher, I guess. Uh, there's no question about that. I mean, you know, um, and, and I mean, most companies have, you know, pretty, you know, clear policies on what to do if you're ill. You know, you, you usually need some sort of documentation for one thing. Only you know, after if, a certain amount of usually time. Usually it's after three days. No, and the norm I find is about three days. Um, then you'll need a note or need some sort of, you know, third-party documentation of why you're, why you're ill. But I think what's happening in a lot of companies, especially the ones that are, tend to be on the best employer list in the private sector, is they're recognizing that it's not just about illness. They don't even call them sick days so much. It's around the issue of personal paid time off, you know, with aging parents and all this sort of thing. So they're allowing people greater flexibility and yeah. taking, taking some time off to deal with personal situation, whatever well, it's they might also, be. It's yeah. also, I mean, you know, callers were talking about people sending their kids to school sick, but I don't think all parents do that, and th there are times when you can't make an alternate arrangement. Well, it's especially true, especially with daycare. I'm not sure. <laughs> my experience with daycare when my kids were younger was if your kid was sick, uh, you were out for a week. Yeah, they and they call let, you in the middle of they, the work day yeah. saying, take that kid. Yeah, We'd, and you, you can't come back for a week. Well, what do you do then? 
Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on where you sit, if you're in the public sector, you're probably going to take sick time. In the private sector, you're using either unpaid time or you're using vacation days because, uh, you know, you really don't have the ability to use your sick leave plan to that extent. Yeah, that that just happened to somebody here the, the other week. And given what, what his uh, daughter had, we didn't want him back here anytime uh, no, soon. No, no, not really. But it become but this is and of course you know part of the issue is in compliance. That was the other side of it is when you create these sick banks, for example, then it's not you don't have to worry about the compliance or policing the sick leave as much. It kind of polices itself in, indirectly when you think about it because right. now people will start saying, well, you know what, I, I'm going to come to work. I'm not going to take a day off if I, unless I'm really really sick uh, because then I can use that day later as a cash out. And so you don't have to police it now when you get rid of the sick bank. And I think what they're going to find, and you'll see in I'm not, in the Star article this morning, for example, uh, the Catholic school boards are negotiation is coming up for a strike vote here in the city. And one of the things they're disputing is because they got rid of the sick leave bank, now uh, they want to create an attendance management program, right? Well, well in order to, in order to enforce compliance or at least to get rid of all of the people who are tend to be, maybe abusing. Okay, we're going to have to wrap things up, yeah. so just your conclusion, please. Uh, my conclusion is um, uh, for those who uh, really need uh, a, a better job benefit and entitlement, uh, go to work in the public sector. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we'll take that under advisement. <laughs> okay, Dr. Thanks. Maurice Mazarol, thank you so much. No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.